Greetings, Emilio here at Aware, coming to you with another episode from the beautiful mountains here at South America. Unfortunately, if you're like most places in many parts of the world, there's a quarantine going on for this beer virus, but at least I have some amazing views. And today, the topic of discussion is all about cryptocurrency, the blockchain, and the upcoming 2020 Bitcoin halving. If you've watched my videos over at the Aware YouTube channel, you may be aware that I am a Bitcoin enthusiast. I knew about Bitcoin before Bitcoin knew itself. It's quite interesting. For those who are, who are new listeners, I'll briefly share my Bitcoin story. It all started for me back in 2008 when I heard about digital currency, blockchain technology. At that time, I was still a slave to a clock. And it fascinated me when, when, I, when I found out about Bitcoin and, 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 the, and the world that we're going to be moving into when it came to peer-to-peer, uh, -peer, um, you know, being able to, to pay someone any, anywhere in the world and not having to get charged enormous fees, having to wait many times, a few days. So this to me was, was, was very interesting. You know, Bitcoin, you know, a cryptocurrency that, that was decentralized, uh, no need for a central bank, you know, your, your own single administrator, and you can send funds to anyone, you know, you, that you can send, so imagine being able to be, you, you know, your own bank, okay, your own personal banker where you have no one telling you why or asking you questions about the money you're being, you're sending, you know, so to be able to be part of something that is decentralized like digital currency without a central bank or single administrator that can be sent from user to user on the peer-to-peer -peer, um, Bitcoin network without the need for intermediaries no bank that to me was phenomenal and that was the future and back then it when when the white paper came out back in october 31st 2008 i i, I was just blown away and a month right after that i had actually quit corporate america in the biggest financial collapse of our time and many people thought that i was crazy because i did something that most people were not trying to do they were saving they trying to save their jobs trying to do anything they could uh, to keep their jobs and unfortunately a lot of people and those people wound up losing their jobs anyway so i was looking already into the future me being a tech guy loving technology and being able to have transactions that are verified by network of nodes through something called cryptography Okay, and that was recorded in a public distributed ledger, which is called a blockchain. So that to me fascinated me. You know, that's why I, I started getting into Bitcoin very early on when Bitcoin did, did then launch back, I believe it was two January 3rd, 2009. I believe the price was about three cents. It, it was just it's out of this world now to see where Bitcoin right now is at $7,782 as of the recording of this video, which is April 28th, 2020. And I knew where we were heading, where we were going. So I started 
doing more researching, learning more about this, being very intrigued because I saw a future where it would become digital, where no longer we would have to use paper money to pay for products and services. And I knew this system that was created that had already collapsed with, with the, with the, back in 2008, I knew something was going to give. You know, because if you look at the crash of 2008, it, it was something out of nobody, many people, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say nobody, but many people didn't see this. It was, it was a, the, the Great Recession. You know, it, it, it was something that, again, it was a, a period of decline in the economies globally, okay? And that was something that people quickly realized that they had to look at other alternatives other ways to make money, other streams of income and network marketing got involved. Uh, I got involved in network marketing as well at the time when I quit. So I was involved in a little bit of everything in regards to online. You know, when it came to making money, I started making money online, started learning a, a bit of everything. And I was just so intrigued. But I remember the stock market crash of 2008. You know, a lot of people did not see it coming. Okay, it was back when Obama was president. And, you know, you, you remember where the stock market had crashed. And, and I believe it occurred back on, it was around September, I believe, the end of September in 2008. Okay, and I, the, the Dow Jones industrial average had fell like over 700 points. Okay, so it, it, was, it was just a time where so many people had lost their jobs. So nobody was really looking to quit. But I, I took it upon myself to say that in order for me to live out my dream, which was to become an entrepreneur, I didn't want to continue being a slave to a clock, okay? Having a job that had me just over broke. So I made a decision to quit. I was able to take advantage of the many grants back then as well, because that's the thing. People don't realize they see turmoil. They see things happening in the world where it may seem a bit stressful and it could be a bit stressful if you allow it to be okay but there's a lot of opportunities now more than ever when there aren't any crashes you know you have a lot of grants you have a lot of opportunities you if you wanted to write a book you wanted to become an entrepreneur now is the perfect time especially with all of these grants that the government in particular America are giving out grants where you don't even have to pay them back. And that to me is fascinating. So going back on Bitcoin and what is Bitcoin? Bitcoin is a decentralized digital currency that runs without a central bank or without an administrator. And, and again, as I mentioned, it's, it, could be, it could be sent from user to user on the peer-to-peer -peer Bitcoin network without needing intermediaries. So this is very important. Why? Because imagine me wanting to do business with you and you live in Africa and I'm in Peru. And in order for me to send you money, I have to do Western Union. I have to do a MoneyGram or I have to go to the local bank, do a bank wire. There's a lot of headaches, a lot of obstacles that you have to go through. And that's the beautiful thing about Bitcoin. The way Bitcoin works is you send Bitcoin to a Bitcoin wallet address where the transactions are verified by network nodes through cryptography and recorded in the public distributed ledger called a blockchain. And like as mentioned, Bitcoin was invented in 2008. But I didn't tell you, it was by an anonymous internet user 
who goes by the alias Satoshi Nakamoto. Up until this day, no one knows who he or she is or who they are. There's rumors, speculation, but again, I don't get, I don't, I don't, I don't focus on the rumors and the speculation. I focus on the 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 ability to be involved in a new technology. You know, it's like when the internet first came about, people were saying, "Who's gonna send an email?" And now you have everyone sending emails. You know, so you're always gonna have the people that doubt. So, um, so Satoshi Nakamoto released the Bitcoin white paper on October 31st, 2008. Then in January 3rd, 2009, Bitcoin launched, launched into the public. So what is a blockchain and how does it work? In short, the blockchain is a data structure that keeps track of all the cryptocurrency transactions ever made in the network and all transactions are timestamped and verified by network miners. So how the blockchain works as defined by Bitcoin.com is miners with specialized computers compete to solve mathematical puzzles with other computers. And once they solve a puzzle, they are awarded with some Bitcoin core, but they also add a block of completed transactions to the blockchain for future viewing and verifiability. Once a block is added to the chain, the cycle repeats itself and the computers continue to compete to solve these difficult problems. Every transaction on the blockchain is completely transparent and accounted for in its log. Anyone can see the public keys of any transaction they want. Although there are no names associated with transactions, one could go all the way back and view the very first transactions ever made on the first block ever created. How is the blockchain different from banking ledgers? While banks and accounting systems use ledgers to track and timestamp transactions, the difference with banking ledgers and the blockchain is that the blockchain is entirely decentralized and open source. This means people do not have to trust or depend on the central bank to keep track of the transactions. Instead, the peer-to-peer -peer blockchain technology keeps track of all the transactions without the fear of having the transaction getting erased or lost. Due to the open source nature of the blockchain, it's more versatile and programmable compared to central banking ledgers. If, you know, if programmers were to need new functionality on the blockchain, what they can simply do is innovate on top of the already existing software through consensus. This is difficult for central banks to do because all of their regulations and points of central failure. Okay, we've seen it so many times with these crashes, the bailouts. So many people that are into or heard about Bitcoin are also starting to learn about altcoins. For example, altcoins are cryptocurrencies other than Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin is the king or queen of all other altcoins we have today like Litecoin, Ethereum, Dash, Monero, you got Bitcoin Cash, you have Ripple, MCO, Engine, Chainlink, and more just to name a few off the top of my head. Without Bitcoin, altcoins would not exist. So altcoins is as it sounds, it's alternate coins 
That's not Bitcoins, okay? Many people have been asking, how can they get started? So I'm going to tell you real briefly, very detailed, how to get started with cryptocurrency. One of the best ways to get started, in my opinion, is to set up a wallet, and this can be done through Coinbase.com, okay? This this is the e one of the most easiest way for people to get involved in, in crypto because Coinbase is highly uh, credible. They've made billions. They're, they have, I believe, they're insured as well. So you can do this by creating a Coinbase.com account and or a Binance.com account, which both are free. You can even, you know, you download the, if well, if you reside in Canada or in the United States, you can download the Bitcoin.com app and the Trust Wallet app from TrustWallet.com. Those two apps, very trustworthy, your, 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 tokens and coins will be very safe there as well and if you reside in a foreign country we strongly suggest using a good vpn like nord vpn or private internet access vpn and turn it on so that you can download the bitcoin.com and trustwallet.com apps on your phone creating those accounts are super easy and fast you know i i understand that the subject of cryptocurrency may sound foreign to many who are not in the know, but trust, it becomes second nature once you get the hang of it and have sent and received funds. My hopes is to open your minds and inspire people to set up their wallets and start investing because Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies is indeed the money of the future. And the wear accepts cryptocurrency as a form of donation. With the Bitcoin.com and Trust Wallet apps, it's very important that you save backup your paraphrase given to you during the setup of your wallet. It's like you have your debit card, your bank card. This is this would be considered like your PIN number to these cards, okay? For every wallet that you have and create on the Bitcoin.com app, you have to back it up. It's suggested that you write down on a plain piece of paper the paraphrase words for later access. Be sure to store your paraphrase so somewhere safe and secure because if you lose the paper that has the paraphrase written on it, you will be locked out of your wallet and at that point you lost your funds. You can kiss your digital monies goodbye. So do not make that very big mistakes like so many have. You know, you have to, it, it takes some sort of, how, how can I put it? You, you, you cannot be someone who's going to buy some Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency and really not be diligent, not be responsible enough. You must be very aware in what you are doing because once again if you lose your paraphrase you have been locked out of your wallet at that point you can kiss your digital monies goodbye and depending on how much you've invested this is not going to be good for you so you have to be responsible unfortunately we have a lot of adults 
okay, who are not responsible enough. If you're someone that you know that you're not going to be responsible, you may lose it. This isn't for you, okay? Now, let's talk about the Bitcoin halving, okay? I'm excited to talk about the Bitcoin halving as this is an event I am anticipating very much being a Bitcoin investor. What is a Bitcoin halving? As defined by Cointelegraph.com, Bitcoin halving is an event that halves the rate at which new Bitcoins are created. It occurs once every four years. The next Bitcoin halving is May 12, 2020, which I am excited about. Bitcoin supply is finite. This means there can only be 21 million Bitcoins generated. Once Bitcoin reaches 21 million BTCs, the network will stop producing more. BTC is the, the, the symbol for Bitcoin, BTC. So the network will stop producing more. This is one of the main reasons Bitcoin is often referred to as digital gold. Like with the yellow metal, there's only a limited amount in the world and eventually all of it will have been extracted. As of December 8, 2019, there were around 18 million BTC in circulation, which is roughly 85% of the total cap. This, however, does not mean that cryptocurrency is about to reach its limit anytime soon. Like Cointelegraph explains, for every 210,000 blocks, it performs the so-called Bitcoin halving or halvening and producing new coins becomes more difficult. Just like in gold mining where finding new deposits becomes more challenging over time. More specifically, the protocol cuts the block reward in half. So every time a Bitcoin halving occurs, which is every four years, miners begin receiving 50% fewer BTC for verifying transactions. A day ago, Forbes.com released an article titled Bitcoin Halving. A new class of Bitcoin millionaires may emerge, and I believe that. During the halving, block rewards are cut in half, which in turn limits the supply of Bitcoins. What does this mean? To Bitcoin hodlers or investors? One, if the Bitcoin supply decreases and the demand for Bitcoin stays the same, the price of Bitcoin increases. Two, if the Bitcoin supply decreases and the demand for Bitcoin increases, for example, institutional investors, boomers, millennials, etc., then the price of Bitcoin will have significant increase in price. According to a greater article, a great article written from Forbes, I am going to take you back to the Bitcoin having in her story. Now, when I said, what does this mean to Bitcoin hodlers? That's someone who holds Bitcoin. That's just a, a short-term slang word saying, hod it's like hodling. You're holding on to these coins, okay? So, calling all cryptonatics. Who remembers first having was on November 2012 when one BTC went for around 11 USD. The next year, the price began to increase very bullishly, reaching a new all-time high of over $1,100 in 2013. The price then crashed down to the $220 to $240 range, where it remained for the next few years. The second halving was in July 9, 2016, where Bitcoin stayed in the $580 to $700 range for several months before slowly rising toward the end of the year. And now the third halving is on May 13th, 
2020 and it's getting real exciting. What to expect with the next Bitcoin halving? So using CoinDesk data, analyzing Bitcoin prices through April of 2019, found that large volatility events seem to occur around 12 to 18 months after each halving. The first time BTC went from around $11 to around $1,100 and back down to $220. The second time Bitcoin went from around $230 to around $20,000 and back down to around $4,000. What about the next halving? You see, it's gone up thousands of percentage after the halvings, okay? Even if it's months after, a year after, it goes up very high. Okay, so look, I'm not a predictor, but history can have a tendency to repeat itself. I received a question or received many questions from, from our audience, from our listeners, and I have one question that Aware wanted me to discuss that was from uh, Luca, <clears throat> a listener in which he asked, I watched the video on your YouTube account about cryptocurrencies. I myself in investigation a lot in this possibility. My question is, to you is regarding the Bitcoin halving. Do you think that a bull run in altcoins could start in the upcoming month after the halving or by approximately end of the year? Thank you for asking Luca. Those are very great questions and I'll be more than happy to answer. You see, first of all, I'm going to give you a website that you can go to. It's called CoinMarketCap.com. CoinMarketCap.com. They have a blog. They have resources. They have tools. They have all the rankings, all the top cryptocurrencies, which I believe is over 5,397 cryptocurrencies and over 21,000 markets. Okay, But CoinMarketCap.com, if you look at the charts and you study it every day, and you look at what is happening and you start noticing, for example, if you go to Bitcoin and see where was Bitcoin a week ago, two weeks ago. Because when you see Bitcoin rise, you can rest assured the altcoins will also follow. So the only thing I can tell you, and please, this is not financial advice. This is not construed as any any advice in regards to investing whatsoever at all. This is just for educational and entertainment purposes only. So, Luca, what I, will, what I will suggest to you is look at Bitcoin, okay? Go back to Bitcoin and look at Bitcoin for the last seven days, okay? And see how it's risen. So, for example, seven days ago, Bitcoin was at 6,000. The lowest was 6,896. Right now, it's at $7,787. So, it went up over $1,000. Let's look at a month ago, Okay. Look at a month ago, and if you look at a month ago, you're going to look at the lowest point I'm looking at is $5,926, okay? Could have been lower, but that's what I have right now looking at this chart. 5907 is the lowest I found a month ago. So that means it's went up over $2,000, oh, you know, $6,979, yeah, almost, almost $2,000, okay? And then if you look at the altcoins, they all followed in the same bullish scenario okay so what i would suggest to you is continue looking at the charts if you see bitcoin rising then you know the all coins will follow but i strongly feel that once bitcoin passes and, and, and breaks eight thousand dollars and it can stay there for let's say a few days i don't feel we're going to be coming dropping back down to six five four three thousand dollars like many have predicted in my opinion again I'm not a fan. I'm not an expert. I'm not a. I'm not, this is not financial advice, but this is in my opinion. 
whenever Bitcoin rises, the altcoins rise too. So you definitely want to buy low. And if you're going to sell, you, you definitely want to sell high. Okay, Luca, I hope this does answer your questions. Because once again, once Bitcoin starts, you know, we got the halving. And if once it starts getting bullish, then you rest assured you, the altcoins will follow. And that's always a good time to even get in, even if it's in the green. Okay, because if you know you're going on a bull run and the, and, and the markets are in the green, and I know I say it very often, even to my students, buy low, sell high. When I mean buy low, sell high, I mean buy low when it's in the red. But you don't have to wait necessarily if to wait to, that it's in the red. You could wait until it starts going on the bull run and you start following the charts and looking at the charts every single day, looking at coinmarketcap.com and going back seven days, going back one month, two months, three months, etc. For example, you have Ripple, XRP, has gone up in the last 24 hours 9.11%. That's very high, right? 9.11%. So just imagine the gains that you can make when you follow the charts, you follow the trends, you look at Bitcoin, which Bitcoin, once it drops, all coins will drop. Once it goes on a bull run, well, guess what? All coins will also go on the bull run. In my opinion, what I've seen personally. Hope this answers your question, Luca. I appreciate that question. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and that it inspires you to invest in cryptocurrencies. Guys and gals, let me just tell you, there's a lot of ways you can make money, okay? And there's a lot of ways you can spend money. But one thing I've learned through the years being an investor is I'd rather invest my money than to spend and create debts because this is the future. This is the new, a new technology, a new technology that hasn't even really been fully tapped into, okay? And you have an opportunity right now to get involved in so many different cryptocurrencies out there, be able to send money all across the world without having to be penalized, without having to let the bank and give, having the bank give you permission and do it in a decentralized way and being able to share your experiences and be part and a pioneer of this new wave of cryptocurrencies, digital currencies. We welcome your feedback and questions. Please like and share this podcast. It helps with the algorithms. With anyone you feel may benefit from hearing this valuable information, please visit areweallreallyeducated.com to learn more how aware services may be able to help you and check out the blog to become aware. I want to thank everyone at Team Aware for once again allowing me to be their host and then in this podcast. And peace and blessings to all at Aware and all of our listeners, our students, and our followers. Love, hope, joy, freedom, bliss to all of you. I'm Emilio, your host, signing out. Peace.